Toxic Productivity and your five-step guide to getting your shit together by 2024. Hey team, welcome to Everything Ella Rose. If you are new here, my name is Ella Rose and this is where we talk everything from archery, lifestyle to mindset and growth. Welcome, this is my first ever potty and I'll be making a proper introductory podcast at some point for everyone who doesn't know me, but something just sparked in me today to film a video for YouTube about toxic productivity and decided that this is how I wanted to start my podcast. I wasn't sure if I should have come up with a more niche name for my podcast to like attract listeners, but I think everything Ella Rose really works as I'm always trying to juggle literally everything and I want this to be a space where we can discuss all kinds of topics. If you have come from my Instagram or YouTube channel, thank you so much for all the love and support you guys have been giving me. And if you're brand new here, please feel free to check out at ellarose.carson on Insta and everything ellarose on YouTube. Maybe I should change my Insta handle to everything ellarose too. What do you guys reckon? Anyway, that's enough of that. Let's get into today's episode. Toxic productivity. Since coming into the self-development space in my later teenage years, I have developed a love for being productive. Yet this has now become so toxic and it has taken me way too long to realize this. From watching videos on YouTube on how to be productive, to Pinteresting daily habits to live your best life, or watching influencers I love day in the life videos. I have consumed so much content in the self-development space, it's not funny. This productivity translates into all aspects of my life right now. And for years and years, I've only now come to realize that this has been one of my limiting factors in my growth and a huge cause for my extreme self-pressure. I am someone who loves to have my entire day blocked out with what I'm doing at every given moment, making sure I'm spending a minimum amount of time doing each task. And it's only now that I've come to finally see that that has all been so I could give numbers to people. What do I mean by this? Well, so that I can say, I go to the gym X times per week. I spend this many hours doing archery. I meditate daily. And the list goes on forever and ever of tasks because my whole life I've been seeking validation from others and to this day, I still am. And if you're listening, you probably do too. I am a queen of organisation and scheduling and when planning out my week, I would make sure that there was a designated amount of time each week for each task. I guess so I can impress people. When people would ask me why I only work three days a week, I would say that's because I'm training full-time in archery. The thing is, I really wasn't. I absolutely had the time to be spending all day and nearly every day to dedicate to my archery, and yet because of my toxic productivity, I couldn't bring myself to do it. I would literally just talk about it and then feel guilty for not actually fulfilling it. Another phase of this was going to the gym at 5am in the morning before starting work at 7am. I used to yawn in front of my co-workers, act sore in the urge of them want, of me wanting them to ask me, why are you so tired? Why are you sore? And it was so that I could say, oh, just because I went to the gym at 5am this morning. What the actual hell was wrong with me for so long? 
yes, yes, I loved going to the gym early mornings, gave me an absolute high and I felt like I had started my day off so strong. So why couldn't I have just lived off that energy and felt full inside, being proud of myself instead of feeling the need for people around me to acknowledge what I was doing? Toxic productivity in the sense of being productive so that other people would think I'm productive. Just know. Are you with me so far? So let's define toxic productivity. Toxic productivity is the uncontrollable need to feel productive at all times, at all cost, and it can become harmful to your mental and physical health. Bingo. No wonder why I've been struggling so much mentally, despite the life I want to live right now is what I'm living. Because I am constantly feeling the need to be productive. And if I am not, I cause myself so much guilt and pain, create problems that don't exist, and most importantly, take it out on the people around me. And to my boyfriend, Will, I am sorry, and thank you for always being there. But with this, always creating more things to do, more things I want to achieve, and forgetting that it is literally impossible to do all of these things at the same time. I am still a baby. I am literally 20 years old and I have a whole life ahead of me to achieve my dreams. And so do you, regardless of your age too. I had this realization today. Every time I get sick, I know that it's my body's way of catching up with my mind. I've been sick in bed the last couple of days, so sorry if that's why I sound a bit nasally, but lately my mind has been an emotional roller coaster for literally no reason at all other than the self-inflicted pressures I put on myself due to my toxic productivity. If you see my to-do list, you would probably get overwhelmed too. But now that I've had this realisation, to help myself, I believe in also helping others, which is why I'm recording this podcast and YouTube video. And just in scripting this has been the reflection that I really, really needed. So even though it may seem like I'm doing this for you guys, I'm actually being selfish and doing it for me. Because that's what I'm learning, is I need to start doing things for me. Not for what other people think of me, not for what other people might say to me and congratulate me on, but truly what I think about myself and finally building the belief in myself that I deserve. I deserve to succeed. I deserve to achieve my dreams. I deserve to work hard. I deserve to see results. I deserve to rest and enjoy time doing absolutely nothing. And so do you. If this sounds like you, keep listening. Let's talk about how we can change this before 2024 to start living our best lives from within. If you haven't read Manifest by Roxy Nafusi, I highly recommend it. She discusses her seven-step guide and how to manifest your desires. If you think that manifestation is woo-woo, read this book and it will change your mind. I'm going to be using some inspo from this book, the book Atomic Habits by James Clear, another life-changing read, and You Take Care by Laura Henshaw and Steph Claire Smith. A little note on reading. I have always been someone who struggled with comprehension and therefore for most of my life have identified as someone who hates reading, but that's actually not the case. 
I've bought some books and the audiobooks and started reading while having the audiobook play to me has really helped me not wander off onto other thoughts and actually helps me take in when I'm reading. Give it a try if you also struggle with reading. Next, I'm putting together a five-step guide on how to get clear on what you want your life to look like in 2024 and how to make it happen. Step one, be clear in who you are. Get a large piece of card or paper and some markers ready. Identify who you are as a person. Note down things like your age, your favorite color, and random little details about what makes you the person you are. Include your hobbies, your passions, the important people in your life, the things that make you you. I am going to be doing all of this after I finish filming this potty. This can be challenging and even confronting to do. I recommend doing it at a time where you can be alone, in a space you feel safe, and where you have no time pressure on how long it takes you to do so. So maybe save this episode to go through the steps again later at another time. Setting the scene by lighting candles and playing frequency music can really help with the vibe of the activity and makes it feel truly empowering. Step two, be clear in your vision. This is step one in Roxy's guide to live your best life. However, I feel as though to work out what it is you want, you need to know who you are. So now you have identified that on the same sheet of card or on a fresh one if you like, start dreaming. Write down what it is you want your 2024 to look like. It may be healthy habits you want to implement, maybe a promotion at work, whatever that looks like, jot it down. Step three is mantras. After becoming clear in your vision, come up with some key words for you to fall back on in the year of 2024. The change that you want to see. Have a maximum of three key words. I already know that mine are balance, energy, and priority. This is because I want to maintain balance within my year, not letting myself have toxic productivity take over and overwhelming myself by saying yes to too many things. Secondly is energy. I want to only focus my energy on the people and what I want to and who deserves it. So it will be my friendly reminder when I'm getting worked up over something that's not worth it, such as my boyfriend not doing the dishes because it's not worth my energy. Once again, Sorry, Will, I shouldn't have got so mad. Lastly is priority. To maintain a life of balance and energy, I need to be able to prioritize what needs to doing when and what goals to focus on at a given time. I feel excited about these three words and am and already trying to best embody them into my life. Step four is plan. This is where you go and get excited. You experiment and you get inspired by those doing what it is that you want to do. Look on your vision board and work out what it is you need to start doing to start living the life you want. Write out a list if that's what helps you. In example, if part of your vision for 2024 is going to the gym three times a week and you don't have a membership, on your list should be one, going and getting a gym membership. Two, making a plan of what exercises you want to do and perhaps researching how you will use the equipment to make you more comfortable when you get there. Three, making a plan for what days and what times you're going to go to the gym. Basically, come up with actionable steps for each one of your desires. Atomic habits have so many scientifically based methods on how to develop and maintain habits and even remove negative ones. 
I highly recommend it if that's where you are in your self-development journey. Step five, align your behavior. This is step three in Roxy's book. Aligning your behavior right now is the best way to set yourself up for success in 2024. Don't wait until January 1st to start these habits. Start going to the gym a couple weeks early to get into the rhythm of it. Start waking up when you need to for your morning routine you wish to have in 2024. I think you get what I mean. There is no point in waiting for the magic 1st of January because imagine if you started right now, you could get a whole month extra in front. Now, I just want to say you don't need to do this by the start of 2024. This time of year is just really empowering and inspiring in wanting to make change. However, if you're listening to this maybe already in the new year, or who knows, maybe you're getting ready for 2025. It doesn't matter when it is, you can make change. These are the steps you can follow whenever it is you want to see a shift in your life. It doesn't need to be the first day of the new year. Start your new habit on a Thursday. Don't wait until the first of the month. I have fallen into this trap so many times and disappointed myself when I forgot about it or fell out of the habit early. I'm always waiting for the perfect time to start something. So say I wanted to start a new gym routine and I failed to make it to the gym on Monday and Tuesday. I would literally just wait until the following Monday to start the routine instead of going on the Wednesday. Just no, I could have gotten a couple days ahead in my progress if I hadn't have waited for that so-called magical time. Stop waiting. One thing I want to say though is that if you're listening to this episode, I know you probably like numbers and will resonate with this one. My boyfriend once read me a post that said if there were 13 months in a year, every month would start on a Wednesday, have 28 days and exactly four weeks. Like that just makes sense, right? And it would make life easier. But now that I'm thinking about it and saying it out loud, makes me realize it must be to show us that life isn't meant to be easy. It isn't meant to be the same every single day and month of the year. So I want to come back to the topic of toxic productivity real quick and talk about how I'm going to work on eliminating it in 2024. Firstly, every day doesn't need to be so full doesn't need to be tracked and doesn't need to look the same. Although there is one big thing that you can make look the same, even if the rest of your day doesn't. I am a true believer in developing a morning routine that works for you, regardless of what the rest of your day will look like. I undertake a fulfilling morning routine that I'm so glad I'm now in the habit of doing, especially before the new year comes around. I look forward to waking up every morning and getting to do my morning routine. It starts with some stretches on the Bend app, a meditation on the Balance app, then writing out some gratitude in a gratitude journal that I bought from Kmart for $12. I take the time to make myself eggs on toast with a delicious vanilla latte and then take the time to get ready for work to make myself feel confident for the day ahead. I don't allow myself to go on my phone other than messaging my boyfriend if he is away on work using the apps necessary in my routine and for either playing a podcast or music during brekkie and getting ready. It's mostly just not going on social media and scrolling. Lately, I've been loving listening to The Kick Pod by Laura and Steph that I discovered from their book, You Take Care. I know that all of that in my morning routine takes me an hour and a half every morning, including travel time, to get to work. 
This means I have this set in stone so that I can always know when I need to set my alarm, that being for an hour and a half before my first activity of the day, which these days now looks like starting work at 7am, so getting up at 5.30. Whereas on the weekend, if my first activity isn't until 9am, I may not get up until 7.30. You get the drift? So my days are quite long as I'm working in the mornings at Woolworths, then shooting in the afternoon for my archery training. Following this, I either run a Zumba class or undertake a strength and conditioning activity, followed by some uni study. Then also time with family and the general responsibilities that come with that all take time also. So to eliminate my toxic productivity in the new year, but starting now, I'm going to no longer fill my calendar for every minute of the day far in advance. I tend to like to make a routine for the entire week and then want to make that my routine every week. But the truth is not every week can look the same because imagine I have an appointment or an event or I stay back a couple hours at work one day. This means it doesn't look the same. And my toxic productivity thought I was therefore being unproductive because I wasn't doing the exact thing I had dedicated for all that time. It sounds so crazy saying this out loud, and so empowering to have finally had this click for me today. But I do know that it will take some work to crush my toxic productivity, but the first step for any change is awareness, so go me. So now I'm only going to have my fixed times activities in my calendar, things such as my work hours are fixed. I am part-time, so I know my roster each week. I can't work extra days, and I know what time I need to be at work and what time I leave according to my contract. Another thing I'm putting on my fixed calendar is my Zumba classes, as they are the same every week. Additionally, I have the ability to make my archery roster, however, I'm setting a fixed time for that to get it done as it is my number one priority and I have established a good time that works well for training every day. Because it's so bad if I'm running late for training, even just by five minutes. I always end up doing other things at home first and then training becomes a big rush at the end of the day which I no longer want to experience. However, as for things like uni study, that's flexible hours. I don't need a two hour slot every evening because the task I might have one day may take 30 minutes and the task I have another may take three hours. It's just about getting it done and using free time when I have it to do so because it's flexible. Same goes for time in the evening with my partner and families. Yep, I scheduled evening time. It doesn't work because you're also relying on other people in the house and external factors on your schedule are just not fun. Sometimes a meal might take longer to cook on some days than others. Sometimes dinner conversations are so engaging you talk for hours. Some nights you wash your hair and some days you don't. Sometimes you just can't be bothered to get up and do anything else that day and that is okay. Because they are now going to be flexible hours for me. Everything will get done when it does and that will look different every day and that's okay. So out of all of that, I'm taking away that I'll be having fixed hours on my calendar and then flexible hours running in my reminders app in my phone to get done when it suits me and when I have the balance, energy and priority to do so. So let's talk reminders apps. Toxic productivity can come with really long to-do lists there are so many different forms of to-do lists and often people experience different ways of dealing with them. 
I have tried many approaches and this is what is currently working for me in a positive way and I plan to continue in 2024. That is the three P's. Priority, productivity and possibility. These three lists means that things that I really need to get done go on the priority list because they are a priority. Productivity is more for the tasks that I either want to do or need to get done eventually. So when I'm feeling extra productive or have heaps of spare time on my hands, say I finish training early or something like that, I can tick some of these things off. Quite often these tasks move from the productivity list to the priority list when the time is right. Lastly is possibility. These are random things or like projects I decided I want to do, but definitely don't need to do right now, but they're things that I don't want to forget about either and hope to come back to later on. I believe lists are so important because it is so easy to forget about things when you have a thought of something you need to do pop up in your head. Once it pops up in your head, you need to free it onto a list to free you from excessively worrying about that task. Last but not least, I am going to stop using planning as an excuse for being productive. I can't believe I just said that. I love planning. I am all for planning and truly believe in the quote of failing to plan is planning to fail. However, one of my toxic productivity traits is that when I feel overwhelmed about a mass amount of tasks, I will spend hours planning out how I'm going to get everything done when I could have just simply spent that time doing it. Yes, plan it out, but don't do it excessively and make that the activity. So the key things to take out of this episode is toxic productivity, what it is, what it looks like, if you experience and how I am personally going to work on eliminating it from my life. And secondly, how to get your shit together by 2024, my five step guide for making a shift in your life, whether that be for the new year or literally any time in your life. That's all I have for today's episode. Firstly, thank you so, so, so much for listening. I am beyond excited to start this podcast journey, but to take the pressure off myself, I'm not yet committing to a schedule of when and how frequently I upload. It will just be when I have the balance, energy, and priority to do so. Sending my love, Ella Rose. Ah! I love.